Welcome back or welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I am your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so excited you're here and I'm so excited to share this conversation. We are nerding out on human design once again. My friend Jesse Klein is a projector, a 4-6 projector, so we're both 4-6s. We did our, both did our training with Jenna Zoe. We both geek out on this stuff. Jesse's also a physical therapist. This is us diving into a conversation about human design. And before we get into the conversation, I want to shout out to a 10-year-old projector who is feeling seen from hearing from other projectors, from hearing the description of being a projector. And I got to say, that makes my heart so, so happy because... I can't even imagine what it would have been like to know at a young age, this is you. This is how you're supposed to do it. Don't worry about how everyone else is doing it. Don't worry about all the rules. Your way is perfect. It is yours. It is unique. Own it. Lean farther into it. Let it sparkle and shine. And so, Kylie, I really hope you enjoy this conversation with another projector. Humans, I love you. You're awesome. Let's make make fantastic stuff. And of course, as always, go forth and be awesome. Okay, yeah, so Joyfully Human. Joyfully Human. So I came up with Joyfully Human because... uh, Gate 58 is my conscious son, and gate 58 is also known as the gate of joy, and I started noticing that the number 58 was following me everywhere, and my Instagram handle was originally something else. It was human design healing, which I wasn't totally attached to, and um, along the way, I was kind of contemplating what I was going to change it to, and um, I heard someone say to me, um, we were talking about vulnerability and learning you know, learning your unique type of vulnerability through your human design. And they're like, oh, you know, your vulnerability, that's what, you know, makes you painfully human. And I was like, well, it doesn't have to be painfully human. It can be, you can, it can be joyfully human. And that's where it all started. I love it. I think it's actually, I think Jenna shared something that mentioned you or something like that. And then I was just like, joyfully human, who who is this person? She's just like me. I need to know her. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. And I was very intentional too. You know, I wanted to start Joyfully Human as a human design handle, but I also wanted to leave it open to evolve, especially as I continue to study energy healing and yoga. And, you know, I definitely think all these things are going to come together, but I loved that Joyfully Human gave me the space to play, and it's definitely very me because it has the joy incorporated in it, but um, yeah, I loved that, you know, it still was tied to human design because I had human in the title, but it uh, still left some space. Yeah, oh my god, it's perfect, and I love that I just said, you're just like me, and then <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> I have the gift of looking at your chart right now and it's like in a way the opposite of mine in that you've got two defined centers and I've got two open centers. Oh yeah. Um and you just have such a 
like expansive it just makes me want to want to take a deep breath when I look at your chart I'm just like oh space to move yeah yeah what does it feel like to to embody that you know, it's a trip and it's been, uh, it's been like a breath of fresh air ever since learning my design. You know, it's funny, a lot of people, a lot of projectors I know, when they learned that they were a projector, they were disappointed. But I actually looked up all the types before I actually looked at my design. And when I read what a projector was, I immediately said, yep, I'm a projector. 100%. How did you, how'd you get invent, invented, invited into human design in the first place? So I was on an inner work kind of shadow work journey. And um, have you heard of the yoga couple on Instagram? Mm -hmm. So the yoga couple, actually, I'd been following them for years. And I was deep into their inner work book. And I just loved everything they were putting out. And they posted a little blurb about, um, about human design, a little blurb about each one of the types. And I looked up my type then and there, you know, after I, after they explained all the different types, I looked at my type and I was like, okay, I'm not at all surprised. I'm a projector, but I didn't really do anything else with it until, um, that following summer, I actually went to Hawaii and I met the yoga couple at their very first retreat. And Matthew is a manifester. Ash is a reflector and <laughs> Matthew, um, he brought up human design again in one of our conversations and he said, my friend Wend is a projector like you. Um, I think she would love to talk to you about it. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Awesome. I would love it. And we ended up going to the beach that day. Wend was there. Um, but to make a long story short, we didn't end up really talking while we were there. And then as we were leaving the beach, um, Matthew saw me kind of look longingly over to Wend's car and he was like, do you want to ride back to the retreat center with Wynn? And I was like, no, I don't want to be separated from the group. I made up some silly excuses. And he was like, Jesse, what is your spleen telling you? <laughs> like such a manifester, like he initiated the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, my spleen is telling me that I need to ride with Wynn. And he said, yep, you need to go ride with Wynn. So I went over to her car and I asked her for a ride and she was like, yeah, because she's, that's just her personality. She's excited all the time. And to make a long story very short, um, we, on a two hour car ride, she basically like did a full reading for me and read me like an open book and validated the heck out of me. And I've been down the rabbit hole ever since. Mm, I love that. And I love that you had like a taste of every one of the types in your introduction. Mine, I didn't. I was like mm. into the term human design and I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? And then I looked up my chart, made, I couldn't make any sense of it. And mm -hmm. then finally, it wasn't until I finally read the words warrior Buddha to describe it, MG, that I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Okay, there's something in here. Oh, I love that. And I love that you bring that up because I think that one thing we could do better as a human design community is help people understand all the types and help people understand how they all work together. And um, it's funny because I actually, it's funny that we're talking about Hawaii because I actually just got back from Hawaii where I was able to stay, um, stay this time on the same property as the yoga couple and then um, there are four other, two other couples who live there. And on their property, 
between the six of them, they have one of every single type living there on the property. And they all live together and they all work together. And so it's like they're running their own little human design experiment. And it's just so fascinating to talk with them and be able to see how it all works in real time. Um, because I think, you know, it's one thing to know our own design and it's another to understand how we fit within the puzzle. Yes. And actually, wait, when we first got on, you said you'd just seen a meme or something describing how all the <laughs> types are handling the quarantine situation. Do you remember enough of that to share it with us? Yeah, so I remember the MG one was like, okay, guys, I've already done two workouts in my living room, and it's noon, and what am I going to do the rest of the day? <laughs> and it just, that's so funny, because it's, it's not noon right now, but I have already done two workouts, and... <laughs> I'm just loving my design right here. I love it. And they're, you know, the MGs, they're, they're at home tackling all these projects and they're missing their people. And then the projectors are sitting at home like, this is what I do anyway. <laughs> Those are the only two I remember, but I thought that was very accurate. It is. Like, yeah, we're all, I'm seeing some reflectors really embody that the wisdom of the environment that they're surrounded by right now which is so beautiful and powerful right now I kind of feel like this is almost like shoving them towards the center yeah oh I I agree completely because I definitely with all my open centers can feel this shift in consciousness and all the reflectors that I know for the most part are actually excited and surprised and elated at all the change that's happening and yeah there's a lot of scary things that are happening too but it just gives me a lot of hope that whatever this is, whether it's like just the coronavirus or whether there's other things that are going on at like a, you know, higher dimensional level that we can't perceive. I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what, what comes of all of this. Um, Cause I definitely think that it's times like this that forces us to go within and, um, you know, slow down. And it's almost as though like if we're sucked into our routine, then we stay so narrowed in on one path, but when we're taken away from our routine and things change moment to moment, it's almost as though we're in the quantum field. Mm, yes. You know? And so what a, what a better time to like evaluate how we're going to move forward because now we have like so much space from which to launch. Mm-hmm. I love I'm a big fan of space. <laughs> Apparently, that's what's on my mind right now. Is the space to launch? I'm like, yes. I've been thinking about um, one of the things this is an invitation for is recognizing that we can connect deeply with other humans virtually. We don't mm. have to do that in person. That feels like an old belief that I guess I have the bias too of running my business online for the last few years. So this is how I do it every day. And I feel just as connected to you right now as we're talking over Zoom than I probably would if we were in the same room. A thousand percent. And I love that, you know, basically with technology, time and space just, it doesn't even matter anymore because you live in Florida and I live in Phoenix mm -hmm. and and then, and it doesn't matter. And we live in an age where we can have friends all over the globe. How beautiful is that? How amazing is that? How amazing is it that we have the technology to go through this experience with so much more ease 
than we would have without it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my, um, my boyfriend, my other half, he's also a projector and he's in medical school right now. And it's, he's definitely, um, being a mental projector, especially like he's very, very open and receptive to his environment. And he's definitely had his own journey and his own struggles as far as like getting into a group with studying and I think honestly this quarantine has been the best thing that's ever happened to him since getting into school because he's really thriving and he's like I don't want to go back to the way it was before you know and um, I think you know he's like a lot of you know we've talked a lot about what if this is a in a sense a way to show schools and work environments and everything like that, that there are many different ways that we can work and many different environments in which we thrive. And it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to go to school from eight to five to be successful, but we can be at home and study in our own energy and be just as successful, if not more successful, right? Yeah. We've got like the six-year-old version of me right now. It's like, yes, 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 yes. I've been telling you this the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. But uh, it's, it feels like a, um, a lot of stuff we're moving into this. Well, you know what? It feels like my soul already knew this was where we're going, which is. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I feel it too. Mm. Can we talk about your root? Yeah, please. Let's talk about my root. <laughs> so fire. my root center. So, um. As we've mentioned, I'm a projector, but I have a very, very defined root center. So in addition to my root being defined, I also have eight gates, eight out of the nine gates. And when I first read about the defined root center versus the undefined root center, before I really understood how it all worked, I actually really resonated with the undefined root center because I felt like I'm always under pressure to get things done. But after really thinking about it, the pressure that I feel comes from me. It's just that I have so much of it. And my mom, my beautiful projector mom, who's always seen me so clearly, she used to tell my teachers, she said, you know, there's absolutely no way you can put more pressure on Jesse than she already puts on herself. And um, because of my really defined roots in her, I've had to be really careful because I constantly feel like I need to get up and move but at the same time I don't have that sacral center and I don't have that ability or that gauge to know when enough is enough so it's taken a lot of discipline a lot of experimenting to understand that you know I can I can move and I can get all the things done but I can also have as much rest as I need to yeah so that it leads into one of the things we definitely wanted to talk about, which is athletes who are projectors. Mm. I'm a triathlete. I know a few other triathletes who are projectors. And we hear a lot out there about projectors, of like a nice, gentle movement. It's really like, that's good for you. 30 minutes of yoga, you're done. But what about the people who really want to swim, bike, and run? Look, yeah. No, I love this topic. And, and look, I think that that advice is very well intentioned, but I think it comes from a place of people not understanding how the raw energy mechanics work, which is that, and, and this is how I see it. So if, 
if this doesn't resonate with you, then then totally leave it on the table. But I see projectors and reflectors as beings who are designed for energy input and generators and manifesting generators as beings who are designed for energy output. Manifestors are kind of unique because they have waves. They have waves where they, they're more inputting beings and they're, when they input energy, it's coming directly from source. And then they have, they have waves where they're outputting and giving us that energy so that we can turn it into something. Um, and with that being said, so it's like, you know, projectors, we can input information all day long, as long as it's fascinating to us. Reflectors, you can input energy all day long, as long as it's healthy for you, right? Um, but what happens when a, a projector who spent seven years in school suddenly gets thrown into the real world where they have to work 10 hour work days? You get burnout, right? Yeah. But then on the other side of the scale, what happens when you force generators or manifesting generators to sit for eight hours? hours and input all day long. Oh, that doesn't go well. No, that, that sounds like our school system, right? Mm -hmm. And it makes sense why, you know, that's 70% of our children. So it makes sense why we have such an epidemic of ADHD and why, you know, you know, there's all these statistics about research or about recess and, and PE, how it's actually related to better test scores. That makes sense. And then even, you know, if you go even further with that, you can look and say like, you know, generators and manifesting generators who've inputted so much who've said yes to too many so many things that should have been no's and like now you've just completely uh stifled the sacral response and now you have depression you have i don't know what lights me up so you see where this is an epidemic of like we don't understand how the energy mechanics actually work now with that being said though um we all know projectors or reflectors who like seem like they have so much energy, right? That they just never stop. Well, if you really understand them, like they have just mastered the input of, of, of energy and information. So when they rest, they're deeply resting, you know, when they're researching, they're deeply researching and then they have all that energy that they can then output it into other things. Right. And that's where I get, <laughs> It's like personal pet peeve of mine when I hear that, you know, projector children should not be involved in after school sports or after school activities. It's like, actually, that is probably one of the best things that you can do for your projector child is give them an outlet to release all that energy, release all that energy that they've been taking in all day long. And they're ready for it because they've, uh, you know, they've been basically taking in recharging their battery all day long and they're ready for it right mm -hmm. you know they may you know sports may look a little bit different for them they i i tend to find this isn't true for everyone and it's not a rule but i tend to find that projectors are more attracted to like individual sports like swimming and running and like for me i i was a runner and i rode horses and I played tennis. So I tended to be attracted to those individual sports. Um, but my boyfriend, he's a projector. He played basketball and football his whole life and he still definitely needs to move. Um, so in essence, like it's not, it's not black and white. It's not as simple as like you can only work or work out three hours a day. It's nothing like that. It's like when you master how you gather uh, how you input that energy and that information, then you, you have a lot of room to play with that. And so I would just like with anything in human design, it's not designed to keep you in a box, but experiment with like, okay, when I really, um, 
you know, when I really master my rest and my self-care and in my unique way that I take in the world, then how much energy do I have to play with, you know, different sports or different creative ventures or different activities or whatever. So good. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Did you feel that your horse's energy? You know, looking back on it, I think, um, I can totally, I can totally see how that would have played in because, uh, you know, as a kid, I actually was like a very clumsy kid. And I used to always joke that I had better balance on a horse than I had on my own two feet. And uh, I definitely feel like we had a connection that wasn't explainable through things observed through the naked eye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I don't know that much about the design of animals, but I do know that horses and dogs especially are like designed to basically complement humans. Oh, yeah, I don't know much about, I so want to look up my dog's design, but we, I, like there's a few gates. I'm pretty sure he has an amplified and dramatic voice. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a few others that we're pretty sure he has, but yeah, I can't really figure it out. We know his birthday, but everything, changed. we have no idea if he was born morning afternoon night oh my gosh I love that our dog our family dog he is a reflector at least we're pretty sure he's a reflector I know his birthday and his birthplace and I know he's born in the morning and I basically just neurotically put in every you know like every birth time every 10 minutes and whatever no matter when he was born he was a reflector it doesn't really change and he is oh my gosh he's such a reflector because when there's craziness or chaos going on, like he runs outside and he wants nothing to do with anyone. But if you're in a really like joyful and elated mood, he wants to be all up in that. Oh, that's amazing. That's so I love amazing. it. Yeah, okay, I just need commitment to sit there and keep going and see yeah. if I can figure out what that is designed. Okay, let's move on to your we'll come back to your solar plexus but your spleen yeah so a splenic authority yeah how you said when you're talking about getting into wind wind's car yeah that, that was definitely what your spleen was telling you was that like the first time you listened to your spleen i'm sure it wasn't i mean i'm sure because you know we're all smart and so many of us have intuited so many parts of our design, right? And I know that I've always known that I make spontaneous decisions. And in fact, uh, my boyfriend and I used to fight about it all the time. Uh, He used to be like, aren't you going to think about it a little bit longer? Or aren't you going to like, don't you want to talk about it? Because he's sounding board authority. So he has to talk my ear off in order to make a decision. And it's funny now that we understand that we kind of just laugh about it. And now we can support each other. But I definitely have always been a very spontaneous decision maker. I've intuitively always known that if I was going to be making a big decision, that I can't be around too many other people because I'm taking in their emotional energy. And um, I've always kind of sensed that I knew things that I couldn't explain. And it's funny because that was one of the first things Wynne told me is she said, you just know things. You just know things and you can't explain them. 
And that is your intuitive voice that's here to guide you. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Full permission. Yeah. Oh, I know how it felt when I heard that. Actually, I laughed because I'd been <laughs> so many times in the years leading up to that that I was like, okay, fine. I accept yeah. it. I get it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How was it for you when you learned, uh, because you're emotional authority, but you have a subtle wave. So yeah. how was that? Yeah. So how was that for you learning that you were emotional authority? Did that resonate for you at first? No. And it was so confusing to me because I learned I was an emotional authority, but didn't know that there were four different types of waves. Mm. So I kept hearing all this stuff about emotional authority and I was like, everything else in my chart resonates so deeply. This emotional authority, it's just not hitting. And then finally I learned, oh, you've got the subtle waves. So it's going to feel like you don't have a wave. And I was like, oh, uh, yes, I get it. Yeah. And I, that's something that, so now that I know that, now I'm exploring this subtle wave and I have like a little, feels like this little time when things just aren't as clear. They feel a little foggy and I'm like, oh, I'm in a wave. This is my wave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just ride it out. But it, it feels like it takes this like really precise like I really have to focus and discern like okay I don't this isn't my normal like you know quote-unquote normal state I'm not feeling calm cool collected I'm not feeling as sparkly as I usually do therefore I must be in a wave yeah I love that and I think it's it's also confusing being a generator or an MG with emotional authority I feel because I feel like I would, if I could rename rename it, I would call it sacral authority with an emotional wave. <laughs> yeah. Because you still have to, you still, it's actually still your sacral response that's making the decision, but you, your emotions are clouding it. So that's why you have to wait. Exactly. And I've got a defined spleen too. So yeah. I've got like all the backups in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder, hey, Kelsey, the answer is never going to come from your head. Just stay out of there completely yeah <laughs> listen to everything else yeah oh totally yeah I like that um because yeah when we say authority it's like this is this is what you're really supposed to listen to but all emotional authority means is this is this is happening for you <laughs> yeah exactly this is just this is part of the picture and when it clears up then you're gonna feel the answers yeah I feel like the emotional wave it's like a volume dial on the whole system so it just whatever you're feeling it's just gonna like really it's gonna either turn it up or it's gonna turn it down or it's gonna feel like your normal volume yeah and that's so hard for people to understand um because emotions like just in the literal sense is energy and motion mm-hmm so there's a like there's emotions all over the chart, but the emotional wave just turns everything up or turns everything down. So you got to wait until it's right in that Goldilocks spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have your solar plexus is open, not only open, but you've got like it's wide open. Yeah, I have no gates. So, what is, do you live with any emotionals? Um. 
Yes. And <laughs> so funny story. Um, my mom, dad, stepdad, stepmom, brother, sister, and two stepbrothers are all emotionally defined. I'm the only one who doesn't have an emotional wave. And growing up, I thought that I was a sensitive one and everybody else thought that I was a sensitive one. And I used to get in fights with my mom because she would be like, why don't you just talk to me about what you're feeling? I didn't know what I was feeling. I was taking on so much from everybody else. So I, for years as a teenager and then into my early 20s, I literally ran away from my feelings. Like I took running to the extreme. That was my emotional release. Use it as a way to get away from everybody else, their emotions. And um, interestingly, I have always had chronic urinary tract infections. And when I took the human design training, I learned that uh, the urinary tract is actually related, correlated to the solar plexus. Um, so I've been doing a lot of work this past, this past year, but really especially these past six months on like, when I feel those emotions come up, I immediately ask myself if they're coming from somebody else. And, um, and you know, they say that awareness is the great healer. And I, in a lot of ways, I agree with that because sometimes that's all it takes is acknowledging that it's coming from someone else and then it leaves as quickly as it came. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit more uh, deliberation and time alone. And, you know, there's such magic in taking like a 10 minute walk and reminding myself that I am not my emotions and that, you know, I can release all these emotions and, you know, positive mantras and all that sort of thing. But um, through doing this work and acknowledging that I take in all those emotions, I've actually, um, you know, since, since adolescence, I've had like maybe four UTIs every year. And this past year I have had none. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's hope for everyone. That's there's hope for everyone something like health related from an open center. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, it's not, and you know, open centers aren't designed to make you vulnerable. They're designed to make you receptive. They're designed to, um, you know, if you're de defined stuff, if your colored stuff is what you're here to do, your open stuff is how you receive help to do the things that you're here to do, right? And so for me, it's actually such a gift to be able to feel other people's emotions and use it as information, right? Use it as information, use it as temporary fuel, but then to let it go when I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I really, you were the first person I think who described open centers that way. And I love that. I feel like they're, it's, it's an invitation for us to ask for help. It's also our superpower, like the places where we can show people, like you could show your mom now that you know that that's what you're doing. You mm -hmm. can show her, no, look, you're going through a wave right now. I don't know what, what's going on, but here you go. Here are your emotions. I'm just oh applying them for you. Oh, actually, that's so funny that you say that because uh, her and I totally do that for each other. Um, she has completely embraced human design and um, she's a 4-6 emotional projector. I'm a 4-6 splenic projector. Um, so she has a defined solar plexus. I have an undefined. She has 
I have a defined spleen, she has an undefined. So we like kind of check in with each other with our emotions and with with me with my fears, because sometimes having a defined spleen, sometimes we're blinded to our own fears. And before we knew this information, I really feel like my mom used to amplify my fears. Mm -hmm. So if I would come to her and say, you know, I want to, you know, like, let's just use this as an example. Like, I want to do this certification, but I don't know if I have the money for it. And she, she would be like, oh, no, you can't do that because what if this and what if that and blah, blah, blah. But now it's funny because I'll go to her and she's like, mm, I sense that you're feeling fearful that, you know, this new thing that you're doing, that it's going to be successful, but I want to tell you that it is. So uh, she's like, you just need to release that fear and step into your power and do it. Oh, my God. Way to go, mama. That's so good. I know. Um, I share that story with my mom because she's got an open spleen. I, I, you know, I didn't realize this until right now. So thank you. She does that for me and I haven't seen it that way. <laughs> um, when I have like a, a niggle, something with my body and she'll be like, mm -hmm. should you race? Should you, should you train today? Should you like all this panic? Like, yeah. and I'm, and it got to the point of, I won't tell her if mm. something's bothering me a little bit. Because mm -hmm. I don't like what she does with the fear. Mm. But that is beautiful and brilliant. And I'm so inspired by you and your mom. Thank you for sharing oh, that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I love human design. It's completely transformed our family mm. in the best way. Yes. Um, so say open sacral. We've talked mm. to a few projectors here already. And I love, I mean, every everyone with every energy type is a totally unique human. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear from you. Like, what's it like not knowing when enough is enough? What's it like not having your own desires, like feeling other people's desires? What's it feel like? Um, yeah. So what I've realized is that uh, if I'm around a lot of sacral types, that I will... Um, like if they're really excited about something, I'll think that I'm really excited about it too. And then I'll get alone in my own energy and be like, wait, why did I, why did I commit to that? I don't actually want to do that. Right. Um, and then as far as like not knowing when enough is enough, I'll just share that. Um, like I said before, I used to um, be a really avid runner and in especially my early 20s, I think reflecting back, I had a pretty extensive exercise addiction at that time um, to where like I took exercising to the extreme. I was not listening to my body and it, take, it took me doing that like several years and like destroying a few relationships and um, like having several in, in, injuries for me to realize that that wasn't working. And so this is where you know, I know we talk a lot about how we shouldn't be making decisions from our minds. We should be making decisions from our authority. But this is where the mind can sometimes be helpful because the mind recognizes patterns. And so for me, I've been able to recognize patterns of like, okay, when I'm around a bunch of generators, I'm going to eat too much and then I'm going to feel like crap, right? Mm -hmm. So, but with my mind, I can remember and recognize that pattern and say, okay, 
like this is the portion of food that I know that when I eat like this, I feel good afterwards, right? Yeah. Or same thing with like exercise. Like this is the exercise that I know from past experience and experimentation that this is going to nourish my body and be just enough for me. Like, for example, I know that I don't have to go for a 10 mile run, but I can do a, you know, an hour long hike, let's mm -hmm. say, or like a 30 minute um, hard uphill hike and an easy downhill. That's like perfect for me. Right. Um, so it just takes a little bit of, it, it just takes a little bit of experimentation, but it also just like with all the open centers, it's an invitation to be really wise and to help people through their pattern of recognition. Right. And that's going to be so helpful as a physical therapist. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely can be. I, um, yeah, it's, I'm still trying to find the right balance of, you know, because I know I definitely feel like any type could be, could do any job. Yes. Right. Ironically, all the projector physical therapists that I know besides me either <laughs> have kids and work part time or they're in management or they're teachers. Huh. <laughs> um, so I'm still trying to find that balance. And for me, what that looks like right now is I work, uh, usually work just two or three shifts in a week at the children's hospital. Um, and then I work on my human design business the other days of the week. Um, but it definitely, I, it's been a game changer knowing that I'm a projector because before that I was like, why don't I have the energy that my other coworkers have? And then I learned they're all generators and MGs. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but did you feel their energy? Did you like use their energy when you were around them? Oh, a thousand percent. And even like, I had this coworker who worked in the front office at my last full-time job. <laughs> she's a manifesting generator with, uh, she's a quadruple split and she has, her heart has like every gate and she has like so much energy. So I used to, um, I used to joke with her, like I would go um, sit at her desk for like 10 minutes right after lunch. And I'm like, I'm just getting my little energy boost. <laughs> She's like, okay. plug in. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then I would be absolutely exhausted after work and not be able to do anything. So you definitely, you definitely pay for it on the back end. But what I will say is that what has really helped me in the past, like what I would recommend to projectors or reflectors or even manifestors if you're like in a job right now that like you know maybe you're working towards uh working less or doing you know whatever it is that you really want to be doing but you're in a job right now you need to pay the bills and you're really really burnt out and especially for projectors i would recommend i would recommend reframing your day and rather than thinking about how much do I have to get done? Think about what can I learn and take in from today? And when I shifted that mindset, it helped me tremendously because remember, projectors were, inner, were beings that are designed for in, inputting and intaking. And when I started seeing it from that lens of like, okay, this is a learning experience rather than me having to give all my energy all the time, it allowed me to really, to receive more. And therefore it actually gave me more energy. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Yes. 
All right, we're gonna keep moving up. Your G centers open, mine's defined. Um, mine's like a bright yellow light in the middle of my chart. Do you have any gates in there? Are you got oh you got the one. So okay. we both love newness. Oh, I love it. Dog also has that gate. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because we both like to take the new trails and not we don't like reruns. Yeah. Wow. Like we've already done. Mm. How do you experience? Let's just talk about that gate for right now. How do you experience the desire for newness and for creating newness? I think this is the part of me that you describe as my inner MG. Yes. <laughs> because, like, since uh, since we becoming a physical therapist three years ago, I've had like four different jobs now. Um, so I think it's really like that's a part of me that's always leading me from one experience to the next, which is also consistent with having an open G center is like I've just spent the past like five years, especially just like being in an environment that feels good until it doesn't feel good. And then I like leave and go yeah. do something else. Um, but I definitely like I'm not someone who really likes routine or maybe I'll like one routine for a little while, but then I need to change it up. Um, and I definitely resonate with that, um, that description of like, you need to feel like everything's new and fresh all the time. And then if it doesn't feel new and fresh, like you find a way to make it new and fresh, like that's a thousand percent me. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I think it's also, that speaks very much to, I see a lot of people trying to guess what energy type people are. And I'm like, you can't, no, like, no idea because of conditioning, because of other places in their chart that stuff might show up this may be a little esoteric for people so i'll first say that if you're really new to human design like please learn your strategy and authority like that'll ground you into your body like your soul wants to be in a body came here for this bodily experience but what i also will say is that like at a certain level like you're not just like kelsey you're not just a manifesting generator and i'm not just a projector like we're actually kind of like a combination of all of the types and it like it wasn't designed to be a, a black and white system but language sometimes can be a little bit limiting mm -hmm. and, and in the beginning that's to our benefit right because we need you know language creates structure and structure creates boundaries and boundaries creates a, a physical container um, from which we can manifest right because if we're not in our physical body then we can't manifest on a physical plane and it's just like how with the original chakra system you know your root chakra develops first when you're baby and then your sacral chakra develops and then you go up the line it's like so you have to learn your own structure and your own boundaries first but then as you move up the system you realize that like we're actually just all like one like pieces to the whole puzzle right so we're all actually a combination of everything yeah exactly i love thinking of it as we are instead of being like seven billion humans we are one human shattered into seven billion pieces mm, i love that yeah. it, it feels really appropriate for right now too oh that's so beautiful I don't think that's a hundred percent mine. So don't, don't give me credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too, because it's like, 
we were talking, Kelsey, um, when you invited me to do this podcast, like I'd had a similar idea as you about like the topics that we're talking about now. And we, um, can you describe what you told me about like how you perceive ideas coming into the universe? Oh yeah. So I call it a big magic moment where like there's this idea that comes and it lands with a few people. And then one person kind of like bats it around like a kitty and like nothing really happens. And then someone else takes it and is like, yes, this is going to happen. And it, I, we've been unknowingly doing it back and forth a lot. There have been times where you've posted something and I'm like, oh yes, that's what's been like kind of percolating in my brain, but just hasn't come out yet. And then, so I'm like, Hey everybody go read what Jesse wrote. And the same thing happened with this podcast. You're like, yes, that's what I wanted to do. And I'm like, hey, look, I already got a podcast. Let's just do it right here. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah, and I feel the same thing with your posts. I feel the same thing with a lot of different people. And um, I think it was a TED Radio Hour podcast. They talked about like how there's really no such thing as an original idea. Like we all just kind of like bounce back and forth and recycle things and Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that there are never original ideas, but I think that we're always innovating different ideas. Yeah, I love how, so when I I used to coach swimming, um, and when I was coaching adults, once I had somebody say to me like, oh, I just did this clinic with so-and-so, he taught me this. She was like, Kelsey, you've probably been telling me this for years. And I was like, yeah, I have. And I'm so glad that you like finally clicked for you from somebody else. It's not like I want you only to learn from me. I want you to learn. Mm. And there are millions of us saying the same thing in totally different ways. And some ways are going to click for you and some ways are, are not. We want it to click. I love that. And that's why, you know, that's why we need, you know, so many different people to make the world go round. And so like, You know, I remember thinking that when I was pondering, like, do I want to become a human design coach? And I'm like, no, there are so many good ones out there. But it's like, if you're thinking about being a coach or whatever type of job that you want to do, understand that however you're going to explain it, whatever uniqueness you're going to bring to it, like the world needs that. Yeah. And And we all want to share human design with everyone, right? So right. like, I know I can't be the only one. I can't reach everyone all by myself. So when I see somebody else come into the, it doesn't feel like a marketplace, but I'm going to use the term marketplace. I'm like, yes, I love yeah. what you do. We're all saying it together. Let's get everyone on this bandwagon. Yeah, I love that. And I think that this community, it has been so amazing and embracing. And I love that we all lift each other up. And there's like, no, I mean, I don't feel any sense of like competition with other readers, because, you know, like, as you start to learn what makes you unique, you realize that like, you don't have to compete with anyone because you're going to bring something totally new, right? Yeah. And I think back to looking at like the difference in our charts, like we're just going to see things differently. And that's the magic of it. Like I would love to go have a reading with a bunch of different human design readers. Oh, that would be amazing. I'm sure it would just be like, you know, there'd be so much that would be the same, but then there'd be like this magical nugget from each one probably that would just be life changing. Right. I agree. 
Maybe that's an upcoming podcast series. Hmm. Um, uh, throat. Open throat. Open throat. Yeah, this has been, this one's been especially like a trip for me lately because especially going to Hawaii and spending a lot of time around my friend Matthew, who's a manifester. He's an ego manifested manifester. So he has like such a powerful voice. Um, I definitely like, I've always had a fear of like, not saying the right things or like not having something to say and feeling like oh like I need to know what I'm gonna say next and I've been working a lot on like healing that and it's really funny because sometimes I have so many things to say and sometimes I have like nothing to say and that's okay too and I liken it to like if you have a defined throat it's like you in a sense like always have the energy to like push things out through your voice but your words are like they almost like come through more of a filter they're more discerned Mm -hmm. whereas like me having like me having an undefined throat like sometimes I feel like I have no filter (laughs) so I really need to be careful about what comes out of my mouth um yeah it's been a trip like trying to understand because for a while I use my like undefined throat as an excuse to like keep myself small and not like post on Instagram stories and like not use my voice and then I realized that no it's definitely not an excuse it's just that I need to like leverage the energy when it's appropriate yes yeah there's nothing in any of our charts that says be small hide from the world no no you're absolutely right yeah that's always one of the things I want to show up from the rooftop like everything in your chart everything that you learn about yourself from human design should light you up and feel like you're getting permission to be yourself if it makes you feel like oh I can't do that talk to somebody else no I love that and I love that I feel like that's Jenna Zoe's whole big movement and I'm really, really grateful for her and that she, you know, really does shout that message from the rooftop. Yeah. Because I think it was a big piece that was missing before, before she came along. I do too. And I still hear people saying like generators are worker bees and all the stuff I want so badly to just go away. It's not true. I know. Or that, like we said before, projectors can be athletes. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that Jackie Chan is a projector? Um, no, but wait, is it Jackie Chan that has the same incarnation cross as me? I can't remember. He, he I don't know. Be. But uh, I was thinking, like, someone was like, how could he have enough energy for that as a projector? I'm like, that would actually be such an amazing advantage to be like as a martial art master, like to be a projector, be able to see into your opponent and like yeah. amplify their energy. Like how badass is that? That's amazing. Yeah. I love what, I mean, I know Olympians who are. Yeah. And people will be like, but reflectors could have enough energy to do that. Oh yeah, they can. Oh yeah, they can. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, Let's move up into our wide open heads. Oh, yeah. Right now. So we both experience 
our Opanagen is a little differently just because mm-hmm. uh, I've only got two open centers. <laughs> and yours is so spacious. So what are you feeling right now with the with the mental energy around you? You know, I could totally see how if I was less aware that I would be taking in a lot of fear energy, a lot of anxiety energy. But because, and I'm so grateful that I learned about human design when I did, and I've already been doing the work. But for me, I just, I feel like I have a filter up of like, okay, yes, I see how this is, could cause anxiety, but it's not going to, it's not going to affect me right now. Hmm. And I'm feeling a lot of, you know, a lot of hope as we shift. Like, I feel like a shifting and collective consciousness and I feel like people are ready for for a change and ready for you know an awareness of themselves that they maybe weren't ready for before yes I'm I took on the fear the fear thoughts Mm. a little bit my husband's got a defined Ajna um I we slept in separate beds last night as an experiment I slept so well. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you say that because my, um, my boyfriend has a defined Ajna. He just, he's a mental projector. So he just has his Ajna in his throat. And when he's like really stressed, I will, like if we sleep together, like I'll wake up with a headache and I'll wake up feeling like not rested. But when he's like, when he's just in a, in a good place and just chilling and not worried about anything, I sleep so soundly. Yeah. I'll even, I'll be like, did you have a dream that I like invoked palm trees last night? (laughs) Like I, like I get little snippets of his dreams. No way. Yeah. I don't know what to do with them. (laughs) But I'm just like, oh, that, that, that happened last night. Oh my gosh. So I feel like this whole thing is also an invitation for me to like learn more about this open Ajna and how, okay, since it's like one of my few open centers, there's a lot going in there. Sure. I can use it. I know how to use it. Yeah. To benefit others. Right. How do I protect myself? And it's always like, I'm like, I'm good. I got this. I got this. Oh, I don't got this. Like there's a whole lot of other people's beliefs that just got in there. And, and I, I picture them, they go in my Ajna and then they have to filter out into my body. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they like find places to land Mm -hmm. and most of the time they don't. And then I'm left like holding these things and I'm like, Oh, not mine. Okay. Throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. I found that breath work has been really amazing for me. Um, to get energy away from my Ajna because I used to have a lot of headaches and I still do from time to time, especially because of my like fear of not knowing, like not knowing if I'm going to say the right thing. And so I feel like I ruminate on it and think about it and I'm like reaching for the inspiration to be there when it's not always there. And I found that it's like, I had a really hard time with meditation for a long time because I just like, I couldn't figure out how to quiet my thoughts and then I discovered breath work and it's been amazing because it's like 
it's literally it's magic so it's like if you have too much energy up in your ajna then like your your breath will pull that chi energy back down into your body but then conversely if you have too much energy in your root it'll pull it up to your ajna so it's like it's like very it's a system where you don't have to think about it too much and it's gonna be it's going to intuitively know where to shift the energy it basically just balances everything out this is amazing so a week ago in my meditation i came out of my meditation and wrote down the word breath work (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) so do you have any recommendations for where i should start learning breath work yeah i will uh i'll send you some videos i'll send you some videos i am working on a yoga teacher training right now so i'm like that's where i'm learning all about it um, but I can I can send you some videos to get you started. Thank you. You're well, welcome. See those these are the things that come into me. It's like a preview. It, it's a teaser. You're gonna <gasps> like this is gonna come your way here. It's well, you know what it is. Um, actually, I think maybe especially with you, it's me creating a place for this to land. Mm. So then I can invite you oh. to please give me give me your guidance. Oh, I love that. We're just creating an energetic channel together. I know. I love that. And your, your, um, gate 57. Yeah. That's your sun gate. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of psychic abilities in that. Yeah. I'm learning. So, yeah. I'm learning all of this. Apparently too, I can hear things that other people can't hear. Whoa. I don't really know. I don't know what to do with that one yet. Except yeah. that loud noises do bother me. And yeah. I asked myself one day what bothers them about me. And I was like, the answer was because I can't hear. Mm. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I don't know what it is that I hear. But mm. that's a work in progress for me. Well, the thing is. I love that. And that's just you know, a reminder that we're all experimenting, that we're never, ever done. Yeah. And that we can find little bits about our design and just be like, that, what is that? Okay. So I have this ability, like, what do I do with it? What does it look like? Where is it? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I used to wonder with my defined root, you know, I'm like, so this is the pressure to make things happen. And how is that different than being a manifester? And I used to wonder how that was going to play out. But then being in Hawaii with wind and working with her on our human design course and being around um, Matthew, who, like I said, is a manifester. Like Matthew was the one who would like initiate the conversations and like the ideas but they, but Wind repeatedly told me, like, she's like, mm, like, I feel your root, like, ready to go, ready to start for the day. And, yeah, it's just, it's a trip when you start seeing how it plays out in real life, especially around other people who know their designs. I, I've never thought of this. Do you think a defined root, are people with a defined root more likely to, like, kind of hop out of bed ready to go? Mm. You know, that's interesting. I would say for me, it's not always the case, although I've learned that I do need to move first thing in the morning. 
Yeah. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be, you know, a hit workout or anything like that, but I need to either go for a walk, do a little bit of yoga, or even sometimes um, go, go on a hike. You posted recently about consistency and morning mm-hmm. routines. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, and this is, again, this is kind of part of of me learning and experimenting, but I discovered that looking at my human design, when you look at the four arrows, um, the one that's on the top left um, has to do with consistency and routines. And that's my only arrow that points to the right. And I've discovered that when I've tried too hard to keep a very rigid morning routine where I do the same things in the same orders, it never sticks. Even if I try to do it for 30 days, 60 days, like all the experts say, you have to do it X amount of time to make it stick. It just, it will not stick and it won't feel right. Um, But if I just, like, if I know and I commit to, okay, this first hour of the morning is going to be dedicated to me and to setting up my day, but I don't hold myself to a rigid routine, then actually like my whole day just flows so much easier. So what I do is like, I will wake up and I'm pretty strict about the no phone thing for an hour. So no phone for an hour. And then I will either do, I will do some combination of meditation, breath work, yoga, um, or a walk, or sometimes not even like yoga in such the traditional sense, but maybe I'll just like do some stretching or something. But I'll do maybe like two or three of those things, but I'll make sure that I am doing something for an hour and I don't have any resistance with that. And it's just been so easy. There's been so much ease in that. Um, But I also like I sympathize with people like I've talked to a lot of people since posting that post of like, oh, I have a left facing arrow and I don't like routine either. Or I have a right facing arrow and I like my routine. So obviously do whatever, like you are your own authority at the end of the day. So do whatever feels right for you. And I also think that looking at the arrows, we kind of have to look at how the whole chart flows together to truly understand how they're going to manifest in each person. But you know, for me, it totally gave me permission to do, I think what I intuitively know that I needed to do all along. Yeah. And I think there's a, um, if you ask me if I like routine, I would say absolutely not. (laughs) But, oh, um, so every morning I wake up and make my hot water with lemon and I like, I'll fit taking my dog in out and, um, giving him breakfast whenever he gets up, which is sometimes right away. And sometimes like after my the rest of my morning routine but then I meditate and then I do activation exercises and like this is a non-negotiable for me I've gotten up at 3 30 in the morning before if I have to be somewhere really early to get this in and so yeah I, I am pretty freaking consistent on that front but that's for me like that's my consistency in my morning routine so maybe for the people that have a left facing arrow and they feel like they don't like routine, is there something that you you don't think of it as a routine because it just is mm. that you do every day? Yeah, I love that. And yeah, that's such a, a great way to reframe that for people too. It's because just, you're, yeah, because you're a manifesting generator with gate one. So you like need spontaneity. Um, I'm curious, do you ever like, 
plan days on your schedule to be spontaneous? So every day is essentially. Okay. I have a triathlon coach, so I know my workout ahead of time. If I've got swim practice, then that's at a specific time. Otherwise, I don't really know when I'm going to do my workout. I do it mm-hmm. like I have my preferences. And the more I'm, this is, this is something I'm playing with too. Like when I, the more I'm excited about something on my schedule, the better. So I've gotten Mm -hmm. like really restrictive about like who has access to my calendar and like what can be scheduled on there. And then the rest of the, that space that's white, that's what I celebrate all day, every day. And I just wake up excited every day to be like, I have no idea what all that white space is going to be filled with. And I'm so excited to find out what, what it is. That's amazing. I love that. I, I worked for the government for a year in a cubicle. I just had to stop myself from saying cage. (laughs) (laughs) It was so not for me. It was so amusingly not for me. Um, that I actually can't, like, I can't even, it's not, like, I can't even remember that person. I just remember the discomfort. And I wonder how that would have been different if I had known human design back then. Yeah. But yeah, bounce, bouncing is a big part of my day. Every day. It's all about bouncing. I love that. Yeah. And even for me, like, even though, um, even though I'm not a manifesting generator, I like, I've noticed that working one job, like eight to five every day, it just, I detest it. Like I need variety in my schedule. Well, we also both have the gift of providing for oneself. Yes. Which I also refer to as the, I do it myself gate. (laughs) Yep. Because I picture like a little two-year-old being like, I do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that is also a bit of an entrepreneur type gate. Oh, I love that. And it does start uh, the business circuit, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Um, so I know I keep bringing up Hawaii because this was the most amazing time. But me, Wind, and Matt, uh, we did one video together in our course and um, the three of us complete the business circuit. So I have the, the 54. Um, so it's basically, it's like the 54, 32, and then the 44, 26, and then the 45, 21. Um, and so I have the 54 and I have the 26. And um, when we filmed our like promo video of like, this is our course, this is what we offer. Um, I having the 26, like I never knew that I had the ability to sell because I've never like been in that role before, but like something else came out of me, like a part, like a new Jesse just like emerged. And I was like, okay, we got to be short and to the point and we got to explain what is human design? How does it help? And what are we here to offer? Go. And everybody's like, girl, you can sell. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I'm... I'm, well, I'm fascinated by everyone who has any gate that I don't have. Um, but that's a particular one. That one and Grace and Charm. I'm always mm. 
you guys. And I have, I've used that. Well, I've used my friends who yeah. have these gates. I'm like, hey, so you've got, you know, you know how to say things. Can you help me with this, please? Yeah. And I've had my husband, he's got grace and charms. I'm like, oh, ask, I'll be like, will you ask my parents this question for me, please? It goes oh my gosh. better when you do it. My boyfriend has, like, I think the one that I'm really fascinated with is the 4323 channel. They call that the freak genius. That's my boyfriend's only channel. And I like, I'll joke with him that I'm going to hijack his freak genius. So I'll just like, I'll have thoughts, but not know how to put them into words. And then I'll sit next to him and like, all of a sudden it just flows out of me. Or if I can't be in the same room as him, I'll call him and be like, babe, what am I trying to say? And I'll just like throw like three paragraphs worth of information at him and he'll be like in two sentences or less he'll be like oh so what you're trying to say is blah 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 and I'm like yes oh Jesse this has been amazing I love it and we're probably gonna have to do a sequel but in the meantime how can people follow you learn from you get in touch with you get in your energy awesome yeah so they can follow me on instagram at joyfully human would be the easiest place fabulous thank you this has been so fun thanks for playing with me oh my gosh this has been amazing i agree let's do a sequel (laughs) all right you guys i hope you like that because guess what we're gonna do it again so please a shout out to Jessie on Instagram. She's at Joyfully Human. I am at Kelsey Abbott CPC. We would love to hear from you. We want to talk about human design all the time. And also, if you're interested in getting a human design reading from me, go to kelseyabbott.com slash human design. If you're interested in free meditations, go to kelseyabbott.com slash meditations. And if you're interested in my core classes, go to kelseyabbott.com slash core. Those are all live via Zoom. Right now, they're weekly. Who knows? Maybe they'll be less frequent. I mean, more frequently. We shall see. That's all I got for you today. Go forth. Be awesome. Be love. Be joy. Be you.